Welcome to our podcast here at Encounter Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We pray that as you listen to this message, you will not only be challenged, but changed. Our desire is to be a place where life starts, love happens, and purpose is revealed. If you're in our area, join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. and every first Wednesday at 6.45 p.m. For more information about our church, you can visit us at EncounterChurch.today or follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Periscope. Just search eChurchBR. We invite you now to open your hearts to receive what God has for you. Here's today's message. Good evening, good evening, good evening. All right, I know y'all are probably expecting um, a dude to come up here with an English accent, but y'all don't have him uh, this evening, unfortunately. Y'all are stuck with me. Um, and so, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, my name is Stephen Kuvion. For anyone that doesn't know me, um, I've been coming to the church, um, I've been going to the church since about 2015. Um, and so, my wife is the amazing Kara Kuvion, who is just up here. Um, so yeah, she is pretty, pretty cool. If you don't know her, you should get to know her. She, um, she is my why, as I like to say, she is my motivation. She's my biggest cheerleader and my toughest coach. She gets me right. Um, but before I even get into anything, I just really want to give just a huge appreciation to our pastors, um, and really all of them. But I mean, Pastor Phil, it's hard to even fathom just the load that he carries on a daily and a weekly basis. And he, and he does it just with so much love um, for God and love for people. He couldn't do what he did or what he does um, without the love that he has um, for people. But, you know, and Pastor Allen, we see where he gets it from. We see where Phil gets it from. Um, and then and even into Pastor Pete. He, Pastor Pete, I like to say, is the realest person I know. He keeps it real with you 24-7, and I absolutely love it, and I love him um, for everything that he has done for me. Um, and so, yeah, so me and my wife, we are – uh, we lead the small group 30U, uh, if anyone is familiar with 30U. Uh, it's 18 to 30 years old. It's a young adult small group. We lead that and we love it. Um, we've also been leading in the youth for quite some time. Where's my youth at? Where's my youth at? There we go. I told them, I was like, look, if y'all don't go crazy when I say something, I'm going to beat all y'all up. So they, they had to. They didn't have a choice. Um, but yeah, so the title of my message today is Protecting Your Temple. Uh, protecting Your Temple. And so we're going to be talking about your physical health, but also how that um, relates to mental health and really just all areas of your life. Um, and so a bit of a background on me, like as to why I'm up here talking about this. Um, I grew up down here. I played, I'm, I've been in athletics or health and fitness my entire life. Um, and so I, I grew up here. I played basketball in high school and then I actually went on to play college basketball in South Carolina and in Ohio. Um, and so through that, I've been all, all around athletics and then Actually, in my last year playing, I got my license to be a personal trainer while I was playing. And so the day I stopped playing basketball, I started taking on clients as a personal trainer. Um, and so I did that for a few years. And through that time, I got several different certifications and licenses and um, you know, in nutrition and personal training and um, exercise science and all that stuff. And all that to be said, I spent a lot of time learning about the human body and just nutrition and exercise, which is why I'm up here today. Um, and so... Yeah, so we're going to get into it. So this message um, is very, very much a practical one. This is, this is one um, that my goal is to have you leaving here with, with immediate actions um, and steps to take uh, to improve your health, but not only improve your health, but just change the lifestyle and the culture um, in you and in your family. Um, and so before I get going, I just want to say a quick prayer, and then we'll get into the message. 
Lord, I just thank you for this for this evening, God. I thank you for this church, Lord, and, and just the body, the church body that we have from the from the pastors to the congregation, Lord. I just thank you for everyone in here. And I just pray that this message comes from you, God, that you just use me, that you speak through me, and that this is exactly what needs to be heard this evening, Lord. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So, like I said, very, very much a practical message. Um, and, it, and it's one, like I said, that I, I want to promote change. And, and so when we're talking about changing your habits, um, we're talking about changing your lifestyle and your health. You have to first ask why. Like, why do I actually want to make a change? Why is it important to me to to make a drastic change in my lifestyle, in my health, um, in my fitness, in my nutrition? Why is it important to me? Um, I could give you my reasons of why it should be important, but I'm going to first tell you what God says before I give you my thoughts. Um, and so, in First Corinthians 6:19 and 20, it says, "Or do you not know that your body?" is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And I love it when it says you are not your own. Like, you are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God. In the same book, it says, in, in a few chapters above it, in, in 1 Corinthians 3:16, it says, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? So look, I could close my binder at that and just leave it, and I could that, I don't have to say anything else. God says it, so it's true. He cares about your health. Like, he wants you to be healthy. He wants you to, to take um, responsibility for your health. Um, and so that's, you know, that's what the Bible says. We, we hear our, our temples, and we hear the Holy Spirit is in our temples and dwells in our temple. Um, but I want each person in here to look within yourself and, and, and figure out why is it really important to me? Like, specifically in my life, why is it important um, to take priority in my health. And so things that I thought about is, it, you know, it's deeper than you. It's, it might be that you want to um, be able to play with your kids. You want to be able to run around and have energy and be mobile and, and pick up your kids. You might be a grandparent and you want to live long enough to, to be at your grandchild's high school graduation. You know, you might not have in your family history, you might not have longevity in your family history. And so you're trying to break that mold and you want to be around to play and see your grandchild grow up. You know, you got to make it deeper than just you. It might be that you have a family member or a friend that's about to get married and you're standing next to her and you want to look good or, or feel confident and feel comfortable in your own skin. Um, you know, it just it, it might be that you've never felt comfortable with yourself ever. And you just it's enough is enough. And I want to feel comfortable in my skin. So there's a million different reasons and none of them are invalid. Whatever is whatever is your reason is your reason. But you have to search within yourself and find that that deep why, that deep reason. And once you find it, you have to hold on to it. Um, and, you know, if once you find that why, once you find that deeper purpose, that's when you can really actually create change in any area of life. This isn't just fitness. This isn't just health. This isn't just physical, definitely. It's, it's every area of life. You have to find your deep reasons. Um, and so I think that, that change can happen when you find your why and then you lock self-discipline around that why and you keep them connected. So like you have to find your why, you have to put self-discipline to it, but you have to keep them connected because we're all human. And so our self-discipline is not always there. Like I do not want to wake up at 5.30 in the morning every morning. I never want to wake up at 5.30 in the morning every morning. And so like I have to, to keep myself disciplined, but it fails a lot. Like you can ask my wife, it fails a lot. And so in those moments when our self-discipline fails, that's when we have to look at our, our reasons and our why and realize it's bigger than just me. Like I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this for my grandkids. I'm doing this to change the entire course of my family. I'm changing myself so my kids will grow up differently and we're gonna change the direction of our family. 
once you have those reasons, you continue to look look back to them and connect that discipline to it. You know, there's no excuse that would be big enough to overcome that. Um, there's a quote that that I just I love this quote, and it says um, I'm not quite sure who said it because I've heard it from many people, but it says what's stopping you from having the life that you've always wanted is the story that you keep telling yourself. And I love that because it doesn't say the word excuse. When, when people say, oh, you're making excuses, I think we tend to get real defensive real quick. Like, I feel like we shut down, like, no, I'm not making an excuse. Um, but I think really what it is, is we, wrap, we tend to wrap an excuse into a whole elaborate story. Like, we just tend to tell ourselves these stories as to why we're not doing anything. And again, it's not just health and fitness, it could be anything. Um, but I think we, we tell ourselves these stories. And so, um, you know, when I was a personal trainer, training as many clients as I did, I started to see like or hear patterns. Like I would hear people tell me the same stories, the same reasons why they can't eat healthy. I can't eat healthy. I can't work out, whatever. I would hear these things and I, and I would start to see patterns. And uh, so I'm going to just I'm going to just lay out a few of them. But before I do, I kind of feel bad. I feel bad, Christy, because see, like this is my first time speaking to the whole church. And this is like not a mushy, gushy, make you feel good message. Like I'm about to get real practical and a little harsh. And so I'm kind of nervous, to be honest with you, because I really don't want to be too harsh. But I feel like God prepared me for this. And, and I know that my entire life, even from when I was a kid, has kind of led me up into this. And so if I sugarcoated this, I wouldn't be doing God justice. And I definitely wouldn't be doing you justice. So I really don't think I need to sugarcoat it. But I am a nice guy. I promise. I promise I'm nice. I promise. Um, so the first one that I would always hear, like I would always hear this when I was a trainer, is I don't have time. That's the most common excuse. I do not have time or the most common story. Now, I will say when I was a trainer, I kind of wish I could go back now and just train people for like maybe just a month and then I'll get back to real estate, which is what I do now. Um, but anyways, because when people used to tell me that back in the day, I had no empathy whatsoever because like my life was in the gym and I didn't realize like people actually do have a life and people have business and they have actual work. They don't just live in a gym like I did. Um, but I had no empathy for people when they told me that now. Um, like I said just earlier, now I'm actually in real estate, and so I have like somewhat more of an actual job, and I'm in actually like in business, and so my life doesn't revolve around the gym anymore. So I have definitely gained a new level of empathy and understanding for that, because it really is hard. Like we like, and, and we don't even have kids yet. So part of me is like I'm kind of being hypocritical because I don't even know what that's going to be like. But but yeah, it can definitely be hard, but that's not an excuse because again. It's not that you don't have time. I think that it's that you haven't really connected that why to it and actually prioritized it. Like if you really connect your why to why you need to actually take care of your health mentally and physically, why you need to eat healthy, um, I, I don't think that you'll say, I don't have time. I think it's that we haven't necessarily sat down with our schedule, written out our schedule, time blocked each hour on the hour and figured out when can I put in 30 minutes to dedicate myself to my mental and physical health. Like, when can I actually do that? I think if all of us sit down and do that, then we'll be able to find 30 minutes. And something I like to say is, if you can't take 30 minutes for your health, you don't have a life. Like, if you can't take 30 minutes to dedicate for your mental and physical health to better yourself and your family, you need to reevaluate your priorities. And so, that was that's one, that's one. Um, another one would be, uh, I can't afford a gym membership. Now that one, I'm not gonna argue. Like I don't know anyone's finances. I'm not gonna argue that you can't afford a gym membership. Or for me, it was like, I can't afford a personal trainer. That may, may very well be true. What I do know is that you can go outside 
in the park and get a free workout and a great workout outside for free or you can invest in a pair of resistance bands and dumbbells at your house and you can get a great at-home workout in for not for not a lot of money at all you can ask pastor pete and molly they have like y'all should see their house they have like a wall of resistance bands and like kettlebells it's like legit in this room but they get these at-home workouts in that you there's other things that you can do you don't have to go to spectrum you don't have to have a gym membership so that would be another one. The, the last one that I'm going to go, I'm going to just do three. I could do 10, but I don't have time. The next one would be is I don't know what type of workout I should do for my body type. <laughs> goosebumps when I talk about it. So I don't know what type of workout I should be doing. Um, what if I told you that it doesn't matter? Now, look, I was a personal trainer, and so I like to think that, you know, there's better ways to exercise and not, you know, everyone should do every type of exercise. I'm not saying any of that. But what if I told you that anything is better than nothing? Like anything is better than nothing. A lot of times I think people are speculating and contemplating which one is the best. Is CrossFit better? No, I should never do CrossFit. I should never do yoga. Yoga's dumb. I shouldn't lift weights because of this and that reason. We're contemplating and speculating. Meanwhile, we're sitting on the couch not doing anything. So I really just think that anything is better than nothing. And so you could just go outside and start walking for 30 minutes a day if you don't do anything right now that is better than nothing start small start with walking every day that's enough it doesn't have to be six days a week an hour and a half a day it could be three to four days a week 30 minutes a day with very light exercise and and along with that is not you know not knowing what type of workout yeah it's 2018 and that gives us in, in today's day and age it gives us very little excuse not to know what to do um there's this thing y'all might have to tell me um it came out like I think it was in 2017. It's called YouTube. Um, and it's, it's crazy though. Yo, it's like, I got a master's in YouTube. Like it's crazy. Cause you can YouTube anything. You can know how to build a house off of YouTube. Like it's crazy what you can learn from YouTube. And so if you might be saying like, Steven, I don't have a gym membership. I don't have, I don't have equipment. I don't know what type of workout I should do. YouTube, good at home workouts with no equipment. Um, Steven, I'm, I'm 70 years old and I don't know what a 70 year old should be doing in the gym. YouTube, safe and healthy workouts for 70 year olds for longevity. Steven, I'm a, I'm a female and I probably shouldn't be lifting weights, which is false by the way. Um, but then, okay, YouTube it, like YouTube it. You'd be amazed at what you can learn. So we really don't have that many excuses. And once you actually stop telling the story to yourself and just own that there really isn't any excuses and you have to connect your why to it, um, that's when I think we'll actually make change. Um, and so there's another quote that I love, and I do know who this one is from. Um, it's from a former Navy SEAL, actually. His name is Jocko Willink. Jocko, like Jocko just sounds like a scary name. Um, this dude's neck is like as big as my thigh, like it's crazy. Um, but anyways, he's a Navy SEAL and he's wrote several books. And one that I'm, I'm actually reading right now is titled Discipline Equals Freedom. And, and I love that, that philosophy, but I connected to a Bible verse in Proverbs that says the road to life is a disciplined life. Ignore correction and you're lost for good. Um, and that's Proverbs 10, 17. Now that's the message version. I just love how it, how it worded that. The road to life is a disciplined life. Um, to me, it's very similar to discipline equals freedom. See, we all want freedom. Like everyone wants freedom. And I, I think that we tend to resist discipline thinking that we want to be free. And we don't realize that they're connected. Because the thought of freedom is kind of opposite of discipline. Like if you think discipline you kind of think restraint you think control you don't really think freedom but you get freedom by being disciplined and again it's every area it's not just 
fitness. It's not your health. It's everything. If you want to have the option of going on that vacation, you have to be disciplined with your finances. If you want to be able um, to take a few days off or take a three-day weekend, then you have to be disciplined with your time management. Like if y'all are in school and y'all want to go in your, to your friend's house on the weekend, you got to be disciplined and get that project done early. Now, my mom was in the house today um, and she, I'm not even going to look back there because she's probably rolling her eyes. I was not disciplined in school whatsoever. That was not my forte. Um, but I would like to think that I found self-discipline self in other areas. Um, and so discipline equals freedom. Um, you know, there's so many things that's out of our control today. Like there's so many things that we can't control. I can't control if, if I get in my car and someone's not paying attention and they hit me. Like, I can't control that. Um, but what I can control is prioritizing my time, getting up every day, getting myself a workout in, eating what I'm supposed to be eating. Like, I can take control of that. I can take control of my health to that level. So for me, it's kind of like trusting God with what we cannot control and taking full responsibility for what we can control. I think he's given us control over certain things, and it's our responsibility to take control of that. It's our responsibility to do that, and we have to take responsibility for our health. We have to do that. So I talked about physical health, but um, what I really want to get into is I want to shift slightly and talk about mental health um, and how that plays a part or how physical health translates over to mental health. Um, so would you believe me if I said that Exercise alone is actually an antidepressant. Like exercise by itself is an antidepressant. So I had a doctor, and this is a this is a completely true story. Um, I had a doctor. He told me that he does not prescribe antidepressants to a patient that comes to him, whether it's depression or anxiety or, or whatever it may be, um, if they're not currently on a consistent exercise program. Like he said that they have to be on an exercise program for him to give them any medicine. That's his first question anytime anyone comes to me. And he was like, Stephen, you'd be amazed. I'll do that. And then they'll see me uh, two or three weeks later, and they'll say, the first week was miserable. I absolutely hated working out. The second week, it was crazy because I started to feel differently. I started to have less anxiety. I started to have less of these problems. Now, with that said, he was like, exercise is not the end-all, be-all. It doesn't solve all things. So he was just like, that was the first step. So he still would prescribe medicine if they needed it afterwards, if, if they had some condition where they needed the medicine. But the first step was, are they at least exercising? Are they eating well? That's the first step. Um, and so there was a, there was a study done. There, there's a million studies done, but I like this one because it's just really simple. Like it doesn't make it too fluffy. Um, and it was like, it says the researchers stated that exercise seemed just as effective as antidepressant drugs and psychological treatments. Um, and I just like that because it kept it really simple. And, and so how does that actually work? Like how does exercise um, and eating well actually help with mental health? So, Pastor Phil's gonna kill me. Okay, who in here has seen um, Legally Blonde, the movie? Who has seen Legally Blonde? Stop shaking your head, Trey. Um, hey, Megan. Okay, so Legally Blonde, y'all look, this is one of my, this is, look, I struggle in this area. I love chick flicks. I love chick flicks, y'all. It's crazy. I, I do. I really do. I really do. You give me some some miscongeniality and some legally blonde and 27 dresses, and I could be I could stay in the house all weekend. I'm never gonna live that down with Trey here. I don't know why I said that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so legally blonde. If there's a scene where where uh, Reese Witherspoon, she's like, um, I, I can't mess this up. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> she's like, she's like. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. So 
exercise gives you endorphins. If, if anyone has heard of endorphins, it's, it's a chemical that your brain releases that makes you happy. That's a very common one. Everyone has heard of endorphins. Um, it's also known as like the runner's high um, is what they call it. But endorphins is a chemical that makes you happy. But there is much deeper than just that. And, and we hear that because it's kind of mainstream. Um, but there's a few others that are huge when it comes to exercise. Um, and what these are, they're neurotransmitters. I mean, and it's chemicals that your brain releases. But physical activity, it stimulates dopamine, it stimulates norepinephrine, and it stimulates serotonin. Now, those are three huge, huge chemicals that play a part in mental health. And so, like you see it right there, um, that's just a, a little diagram that kind of shows where each of those three, the role that they play in mental health. So you see it, you see it in dopamine with alertness, you see norepinephrine and concentration and serotonin with satisfaction or happiness or contentment, whatever word you want to use. Um, and not that one of the three are, are more important than the other, but serotonin specifically, serotonin is the most, or I don't say the most, one of the most common um, signs of a depression is when there's a serotonin imbalance. Like serotonin is huge when it comes um, to your mental health. And so those are three that are immediately impacted, directly impacted from physical activity. And so I said when I first got up here that my goal was to leave y'all with like immediate actions, practical steps that you can take uh, to improve your health. I don't want to just come here and just, you know, motivate you or just, you know, kick you in the britches. I want to actually give you like immediate actions that you can take. Um, so there's three immediate actions that I want that I want to give y'all something that's very easy to apply and, and simple. So the first one would be stop drinking your calories. So like, this is my biggest pet peeve. Okay, when people go to a restaurant and get a salad with a Coke, bro, bro, I get so mad when I see that. Cause like, why are you even getting a salad? So I just have, I have something here that I wanna show y'all. Can y'all see this right here? Can they see this? Okay, okay, so I got three drinks. I got three drinks. So I'm gonna go to the first one. So this is Cane's. We're gonna say, who likes sweet tea from Cane's? You love it, right? Oh yeah, Nikki, you love it. Okay, so. Sweet tea from Cane's. This is going to trip y'all up. Watch. So the equivalent in donuts from a sweet tea with Cane's in the amount of sugar. This is how many donuts you should you could be eating for the amount of sugar that's in a sweet tea. Three. Four. Four and a, I, it's four and a half, actually. It's four and a half. So you see that? That is the equivalent of the sugar that's in one sweet tea from Cane's. So, okay. So who, who, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to find like my my girls and the youth. Who likes the uh, the pumpkin spice lattes from Mocha Frappuccinos? The same, whatever. Mocha Frappuccinos. Who likes the Mocha Frappuccinos? Okay, cool, cool. I got one. I got one. So a Mocha Frappuccino from Starbucks is the equivalent of. Let me find my. I'm running out of donuts. I got to go to my next box. Three and a half. And that's in, a, that's in a grande, so if you get the venti, then you're really just hurting yourself. Okay, now Coke is one that, like, we should already know the deal with Coke. Coke is kind of crazy. Um, actually, it's not that bad. Coke ain't that bad, babe. It's only three and a half. It's only three and a half donuts. So we got three and a half. Now, the worst one, not the worst one in the amount of sugar, but the worst one because we really think that it's healthy, is orange juice. So we think orange juice is like the best thing ever because it's oranges, right? It's vitamin C. Um, by no means am I saying you shouldn't eat actual oranges. You should eat as many oranges as you want to. But see, this is not just like just oranges. Um, so this is actually, believe it or not, healthy old orange juice is actually 
two donuts. I got, I got I got my hand. So that would be the first one. That would be the first one is stop drinking your calories. It's kind of crazy when you think about how much donuts you could be eating with one drink. And these aren't even larges. Like these are like, you know, this is a small can of Coke. So it's kind of crazy how much donuts, and I love donuts, so I would rather just eat donuts. Um, but that would be one. Number two would be get a workout partner. Um, this one is not easy for everyone to do just because how your time or how your schedule is set up. Um, but I would just encourage you to try to find someone that can go with you to work out, that you can, that you can meet up with and work out. It's, it's kind of amazing what it does for your accountability. Um, you know, I started working out recently actually with Bob. Um, with Bob Hamby and but wait by the way how great are Christy and Bob Hamby like y'all they are amazing like they they do such a good job with the youth for those that don't know they their leaders or they're the pastors I'm sorry <laughs> over the youth and and they've just been such a blessing in me and Kara's life I can't even begin to talk about it but um, I got you know me and Bob we work out together all the time today was an example it's crazy because it literally happened today I told Bob I was gonna meet him at 1130 well I'm um, Speaking today, so I'm like, okay, I got to prepare. I had to go show two houses way out in wherever. And so, like, I'm, like, running around like crazy today, stressed. And I'm like, no, I told Bob I was going to be there at 1130. I got to be there. I don't want him to, like, be waiting on me and and me not show up. If I didn't tell Bob 1130, there's no way I would have worked out today. Like, there's no way I would have done it. Um, So I just say getting a workout partner is one of the most practical things you can do, preferably with someone that's that's like-minded, preferably with someone that's in the church. So that way... It's not just working out, but you can be socializing and, and, you know, you can pour into them. They can pour into you while you're actually working out. Um, But for those moments where that that discipline is lacking, if you have a workout partner, um, that that really helps so much. And um, my last one of the three, my last one would be just to start small, to start small. Michael, you can come up here if you want. Um, So I think a lot of us, we, we set ourselves up for failure when it comes to um, when it comes to any sort of exercise or even eating. We go from eating Cane's and McDonald's five times a week to saying, okay, I'm not going to eat anything but grilled chicken and vegetables every meal of the day, five meals a day. Like, no, no. Start small. We, we go from not working out at all to zero days a week to saying, okay, I'm going to the gym six days a week, an hour and a half a day. Start small. So if you're not doing anything, just start by walking. Like walking, anything is better than nothing. Start by walking and try to work out 30 minutes a day if that's where you need to start a few days a week. Um, and so in closing, I just want, I want to stress again to look within yourself and find your deeper reasons. Like find, and that's, again, with everything in life. Like with anything that you're wanting to make a change, that you're wanting to make progression or growth in your life, is look within yourself, find your deeper reasons, because I'm not just doing this for me. Like for me, we don't have kids yet, but when we do, it's like I want, I want so badly to be able to play with my kids. I want to be able to run and jump and throw my kids up. Like I want that so bad, and so I gotta, I've got to remain active. I can't let myself go on a downward slope. And, and no matter where you are, anything is better than nothing. Like it's never too late. It's never too late to start prioritizing your health. And, and those, the loved ones around you, I'm sure, will appreciate it. So, again, just start small. And then just keep it going day after day after day, week after week. And you'll be amazed at where you go. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for, for this day, God. I, I thank you um, just for this message that, that you gave me, Lord. And I just pray that uh, everyone here is just able to take something from this. And, 
and actually start to make changes, that they start to make changes in their lifestyle, they make changes in their family, they make changes um, with their health, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, in all areas, God, that we just are able to make changes, God. And I just thank you again for, for this church. I thank you for the anointing that you've given this church, the purpose um, and just the passion that you have given just the people in this church, Lord. And I just thank you again, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Well, you know what? It's funny because like Stephen said, um, he's been coming over to our house and working out with Bob. And as some of you know, um, a couple years ago, Stephen had a back injury. And that could have been something that really completely halted his plans to live a healthy lifestyle and to continue to work out. But he didn't allow something so traumatic in his life to hold him back from doing that. And so as seeing him at the house to continue to go with higher weights and do more reps and continue to build into that. It's such a testimony to me in my life that no matter what happens in our life, and this is further than a physical thing, when things come into our life that want to hold us back, those are the times that we need to really press in because there's a greater purpose in our life than those struggles that come against us. And you know what? He's talking about how we are to protect our temple. And the greatest thing, the greatest part of our body that we truly need to protect is our heart. It's got to start there. We have to have physical and mental and emotional health, but the greatest thing that we have to have is that spiritual health, that heart health. And today I just want to encourage you, if there's anybody in the house, we never want to leave this house without giving people an opportunity to say, you know what, yes, I need Christ. Would there be anybody in here before we move into that section that says, you know what, I, I received that message. You know, today I see some areas in my life that I, I really need to change. Because for me, I can look at that and say, there's a lot of areas that I really need to get under control. There are some areas of my life I need to discipline. And when I can help my, my physical health and my mental health, then my spiritual health is going to come a lot easier because I'm beginning to set disciplines in my life. Is there anybody in here that says, you know what, Stephen, that's a good message. I, I received that, and there's some changes that I'm going to make for my health. Amen, amen. That's awesome. And the next moment I just want to move into is our heart. Like I said, there's no greater thing that we can take care of in, other than our heart. And, you know, God came on this earth to take care of us. He came to die for us. And we get to share in that opportunity every day. And if there's anybody in the house that would say, you know what, Christy, there's just been some things in my life that have not been right. You know, I can look at those donuts all day, but that's not my issue. My, my problem is just issues going on in my life. Is there anybody in here that says, you know what? I just need to get some things right with the Lord tonight. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, we've got our youth up here willing to raise their hand. Is there anybody up here who would be bold enough? Come on, thank you for your hands. I just want to pray with these guys. I just ask that you would pray this prayer with us because God has moved in this place. I can feel his anointing. You know what's so great? That I can feel God's anointing when we talk about practical things because he is in all of the business. And I'm just so grateful for that. I'm grateful that we're here at our church. I am so proud of Stephen that we can come into a place that God has continued to move throughout our church and through our people. So let's pray as God continues to move in our lives. Repeat this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, God, I just come before you tonight saying, God, I need you in my life in a greater and stronger way than ever before. And God, in my areas of weakness, I need you to be strong. And today, God, 
I receive you as my Savior. And Lord, help me just to live out all of my life in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap tonight? Amen. Amen. Let's give a hand clap for Stephen. We are just so proud. What an amazing message. Let me tell you, you heard it. Heard it from somebody with experience. We are just so proud. And hey, guys, take those three practical steps. Use those in your life today.